You're listening to the Bible 126 podcast. Love is not a choice. It's a commandment. Jesus said, I'm not giving you a recommendation. I'm not making a suggestion. I'm giving you a commandment. Love one another. How are we to love one another? The same way that Jesus loved us. That is an unselfish, self-giving, seeking first the good of others. The Apostle Paul explains this as recorded in Romans chapter 13 verses 8 through 10. If you love your neighbor as much as you love yourself, you will not want to harm or cheat him or kill him or steal from him and you won't sin with his wife or what what is his or do anything else the Ten Commandments say is wrong. All ten are wrapped up in this one, to love your neighbor as you love yourself. For love does no wrong to anyone. That's why it fully satisfies all of God's requirements. It is love for God and for others that results in righteousness, in fruit, and in glory to God. Also, you're commanded to love others because such love testifies to your relationship with the Father. You demonstrate that you belong to Christ by your love. The Apostle John practically equates your salvation with the way you love others when he says that if you do not love others, you do not know God, for God is love. But if someone who is supposed to be a Christian has money enough to live well and sees a brother in need and won't help him, how can God's love be within him? Little children, let us stop just saying we love people. Let us really love them and show it by our actions. Jesus said, I demand that you love each other as much as I love you. As a Christian, you should love your neighbor because your neighbor is a creature of God, made in the image of God, because God loves your neighbor and because Christ died for your neighbor. Following the example of our Lord, you should love everyone even as Christ did. You should devote your life to helping others experience his love and forgiveness. Jesus also said, there's a saying, love your friends and hate your enemies. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you'll be acting as though as true sons of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and on the unjust too. If you're friendly only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even the heathen do that, Jesus said. When Christians began to act like Christians and love God, their neighbors, their enemies, and especially their Christian brothers, regardless of color, race, or class, we shall see in our time, as in the first century, a great transformation of the whole of society. People will marvel when they observe our love in the same way people marveled when they observed those first century Christian believers saying how they love one another. Jesus said if you will have that kind of love, the whole world will sit up and take notice because they're not, they don't see it. They don't see it anywhere. What they see is selfishness, self-seeking, grabbing. You can revolutionize a whole situation 
by demonstrating the love of God. But bear in mind, it's not an option, it's not a recommendation, it's not a suggestion, it is a commandment, that's right. And so if we don't do it, what are we? In one simple word, we're disobedient, that's right. So we have two options. We can either love one another the way Jesus loved us and be obedient, or we can fail to love one another and be disobedient. But remember, this is not a suggestion. It's not a recommendation. Jesus said very clearly and precisely, it is a commandment. And he said it's a new commandment. The Jewish people were used to the Ten Commandments of Moses. In a certain sense, you could call this maybe the Eleventh Commandment. And I believe it comprehends all the Ten Commandments. If we do this, we're keeping all the commandments. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. I counsel many students and older adults who are not able to accept themselves. Some are weighted down with guilt because of unconfessed sin. Others are not reconciled to their physical handicaps or their deformities, and still others feel inferior mentally and socially. My counsel to one and all is God loves you and accepts you as you are. You must do the same. God loves you, and he loves you unconditionally. God loves you with agape. The love described in 1 Corinthians 13, he loves you so much that he sent his son to die on the cross for you, that you might have everlasting life. You see, his love is not based on performance. Christ loves you so much that while you were yet in sin, he died for you. His love for you is unconditional and undeserved. And God loves you in spite of your disobedience, your weakness, your sin, your selfishness. He loves you enough to provide a way of abundant, eternal life. The cross clearly demonstrates the highest expression of unconditional love. From the cross, Christ cried out, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. God loved those who are sinners that much. Can you imagine how much he loves you, his child, through faith in Christ, you who seek to please him? The love that God has for you is far beyond our human comprehension. In John chapter 17, chapter verse 21 through 23, Jesus prays this prayer to the Father. My prayer for all of them, Father, the disciples and believers of all the ages, is that they will be of one heart and mind just as you and I are, I and them and you and me, all being perfected together in one, so that the world will know you sent me and will understand, listen to this, that you love them as much as you love me. Think of it. God loves you as much as he loves his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus. This is a staggering, overwhelming truth that is almost impossible for our little human minds to comprehend. You need have no fear of someone who loves you perfectly, the scripture says. You need never be reluctant to trust God with your entire life. He truly loves you. 
And the almost unbelievable part of it is that he loves you even when you are disobedient. Who then can ever keep Christ's love from us? For I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from his love. Death can't and life can't. The angels won't and all the powers of hell itself cannot keep God's love away. Our fears for today, our worries about tomorrow, or where we are high in the sky or in the deepest ocean, nothing will ever be able to separate us from the love of God demonstrated by our Lord Jesus Christ when he died for us. Oh, such love is beyond our ability to grasp with our little minds, but it is not beyond our ability to experience with our hearts. Now, the amazing thing about the human conscience is this, that even if you don't believe what I'm saying, you believe what I'm saying. That even if you reject the truth of what I'm saying, there is rooted inside you a conviction which you can suppress with the years, but which is there nonetheless, which is telling you that these things are so. And this truth is the truth which the scripture will not let us forget. The love that God has for you is far beyond our human comprehension. You are commanded to love. It's not an option. It's not a recommendation. It's not a suggestion. It is a commandment. That's right. And so if we don't do it, what are we? In one simple word, we're disobedient. That's right. So we have two options. We can either love one another the way Jesus loved us and be obedient, or we can fail to love one another and be disobedient. But remember, this is not a suggestion. It's not a recommendation. Jesus said very clearly and precisely, it is a commandment. As we live in love by faith, we shall spread God's love throughout the world. This love is so contagious, so attractive and aggressive, it creates hunger for God. It is active, constantly looking for loving things to do, people to uplift and lives to change. Begin to love by faith. Make a list of people whom you do not like and begin to love them by faith. Maybe you'll place yourself on that list. Have you thought of applying the truths of 1 Corinthians 13 to yourself by faith? Ask God to enable you to see yourself as he sees you. You have no reason to dislike yourself when your creator has already forgiven you and has demonstrated his unconditional love by dying for you. If Christ is in you, you're complete. Because Christ himself is perfect love, perfect peace, perfect patience, perfect kindness. He is all goodness and he is living in you. Whatever Satan tries to uh, tell you, whenever he tries to attack you by reminding you of your sins which you've already confessed or by magnifying your weaknesses and shortcomings, claim in faith the forgiveness and righteousness of God and thank him on the authority of God's word that you do not have to be intimidated by Satan's accusations. Thank him that you are a child of God and that your sins are forgiven. Thank God that Satan has no control over you except that which is allowed by God. 
then cast this care on the Lord as we're commanded to do in 1 Peter 5, 7. Perhaps your boss, a fellow employee, your children, your father and mother is on that list of those whom you will love by faith. Pray for each person on the list. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you with Christ's love for all of these. The next time you meet, draw upon God's limitless, inexhaustible, overwhelming love for them by faith. Watch God work His miracle through you. Watch Him use your smile, your words, your patience, your wisdom and compassion to express His love for each individual. Love by faith every one of your enemies, everyone who angers you, ignores you, bores you, or frustrates you. People are waiting to be loved with God's love. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can see more podcasts on anchor.fm forward slash Bible 126. Also, there is a feature there where you can sponsor or make a donation to this page. Thank you and stay tuned for more episodes.